live. Welcome to a special halftime edition of the Big Footy Tiger Cast. We've got Cotcho live out on the scenes outside the MCG. How are you, mate? I am freezing. Freezing, yeah. Pretty cold. cold there. No, that's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, the, the game going okay so far. So it's halftime, Richmond leading by 14 points, 6-7-43 to the Giants, 4-5-29. Uh, first quarter, we looked pretty good, didn't we, mate? We got off to a, a flying start. I thought that I thought it was still the Gold Coast out there for a second. We it just looked like it was going to be a big percentage booster. But to uh, GWS's credit, they've sort of they did hit back a bit in that quarter. That's the thing with a team as good as the Giants, they're not going to be like the Gold Coast and just fold, are they? They're gonna, you know, they're going to get back in the match. They're going to get their chances to score, um, and they did that. But um, Sydney Stack first goal, he was just taking the piss with that, wasn't he? That was just exceptional vision and and just agility just to get around those blokes and slot that goal. Yeah, it was unbelievable. And then he, he thought he had a second. Everyone in the, the crowd had a chuckle because he, he did the early celebration and then um, um, hit the post. So He did yeah, win he, the early crow. I think Basher had to tap him on the shoulder and say, uh, sorry, mate, you actually <laughs> hit the post there. Yeah. Um, we've got a fair bit of magic out there. Bolton's lighting it up as well. We've got some um, very nice slick movement. I can't believe that it's actually raining. It's been raining the whole time, just lightly and 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 sometimes a bit more and the skills for both teams to the to their credit it's unbelievable the good thing about um bolton is he's starting to tackle a lot more as well now which is what we've kind of seen um in his vfl form when he's gone back he's always laid those big tackle numbers so to see him starting to translate that to his afl performances is a really good sign yeah yeah who stood out on the tv at the ground obviously I sort of noticed in our first quarter the structure behind the ball was unbelievable, really Actually, good. That, that's an exact note I had written down. It was the third thing I wrote down for the day was our setup behind the ball. was um, It was pretty good. Asprey and Grimes down there just running the show. And it makes such a difference. Because remember last time, I think um, Garthwaite was our key defender against the, the Giants last time. So to have those two guys back there, they were really sort of repelling all the attacks. But in the second quarter, um, yeah, I suppose GD was got on top a little bit. But from a Richmond perspective, yeah, I really liked our defensive setup. Uh, Bolton's been good. Stack was clean with the ball at ground level. Uh, Dusty's doing all right. But it's just really nice to see Jack and Tom out there playing as one again, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, and the, and the crowd went up when they got that nice little passage where Lynch had kicked it to Jack and then Jack got the goal and they did a nice embrace after. So that was that was a really warm moment for the crowd. Yeah, exactly. And much needed because it's it is cold. It is cold. Yeah. <laughs> Good to get the hugs in early. But that goal was sort of picture perfect how I think we need to play with those two with Lynch leading up the ground high, takes the mark and wheels around quickly and gets it in deep because if we have Jack down there with Dusty in our small forwards, isolated one out, you've got to get it in there quick to him and that bit of play there showed why it's a lethal weapon. So I'm not going to be yep. surprised if we see a bit more of Lynch pushing higher up the ground with Rewalt deep, but at the same time, they can obviously reverse roles, can't they? And, and Rewalt can push up the ground and wheel around and get it to, uh, to Lynch. 
Yeah, definitely. And they, I think Dermot often mes- mentions this when he's um, commentating on the games, that the tall forwards, they often, when they mark it, they wheel and go. And yep. they know they do it because they know that that's how they want the delivery. So it is funny when you've got someone who takes a mark on centre-half forward like Lynch and he's he, he just instinctively knows, oh, yeah, Jack wants it in there. So then, bang, he gets it in and we get a goal out of it. Absolutely. It gives them the best chance possible to, to take that easy grab. Uh, the other bit of play as well is when they were both sitting deep, um, it was interesting, I think it was Castagna or someone put it in long, and the GWS defenders can't afford to peel off and leave one or the other to impact the contest. They've both got to be accountable to Lynch and Rewalt, and that yeah. sort of forced Phil Davis to give away that free kick to Lynch in the goal square because he, he pretty much panicked because he wasn't going to get that support coming across. So it's a pretty good problem for us to have at the moment. Yeah, that's right. I think we're, we're doing well in our forward line. I, I just... I think that from at the ground, one of the things that I've noticed is that when we got on a bit of a roll there, we started to just be a little bit over committing and just sort of running a little bit too forward of the ball. And that's how they got those three or four opportunities just bang straight down the middle. Um, and then that's where Cameron is going to be super dangerous for us. Yeah, um, which, when, which we like, saw in the second part or the end of that second quarter. I think the Giants kicked the last three goals and he kicked two of them. So uh, if they get that space through the middle of the ground, like you said, they are going to cut us up. And for the first part of the well, the first quarter, we were pretty good at blocking that space. But for whatever reason, we sort of fell away from that structure a bit. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having... Is anyone running with Whitfield or are we giving any attention to him? Because it looks like he's getting a bit of the ball. Yeah, he, they they haven't been. But early on, he was actually starting as their deepest forward, which is an interesting move from Leon Cameron, given how prolific of a ball winner he is. Um, so that, yeah. I found that quite interesting. But since he's been around the ball, no one's really been going to him for what I could see. And I, that's why I kind of felt like Jack Graham would have been important. Just I know Whitfield's probably going to have him for speed, um, but just to have body on him around the stoppages to make sure he doesn't get easy ball out, I thought would have been uh, a good reason to have him in there. But yeah, we're definitely going to keep a close eye on him. And obviously the Giants have been hit early with the injury for Caniglio and I don't like seeing players go down like that. He was just physically unable to move, but I, I don't think he should have played this week, to be fair. No, and that's a... <laughs> I guess they'll be asking questions to their medical department because he had a cloud over him and then in the first minute of the game um, does an injury. And, and fingers crossed for him that it's not anything that's too long-term, but um, even just for this game, that's that's cost him. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, what did you make of our options coming out of the defensive 50 in that second quarter? I thought what was a strength in the first quarter become a big weakness in the second quarter. We started picking really bad options, which really opened up the game for the Giants to get back into it. Yeah, well, the first quarter we had a lot more space to move. So I think our guys, we were slow to adapt to that GWS have actually put a bit of a clamp down now. And especially with our kick-ins, they're tending to do the sort of the one-on-one they're not zoning off and they're not allowing us the extra handball. That was something in the first quarter that stood out. We were just able to do the overlap handball, overlap, overlap and run the field. But um, now they've sort of restricted that and putting a bit more pressure on us and that's making it a lot harder for us to find that. But, yeah, you're right. The options, I mean, even we saw one um, out on the full coming out of there. So that yeah. sort of says that the pressure's lifted and – um, we're going to have to be a bit more sensible with yeah. the options that we go with. It definitely just felt like um, they were p- applying enough pressure to force us to kind of balloon the kicks a bit more, which gave their other players down the ground time to impact that contest and bring it back to deck. So we've got to make sure we yeah, either move it on quickly or if it's 
going to be a, a hard option. Just get it long down the line, and you know that someone like Tom Aldrich's going to be there to um to cut it off. Looking at some of the main stats, which have been a big issue for us over the last few weeks, clearances we're down by two, which isn't about like that's a pretty good result, all things considered, given how good the Giants are. Um, yeah. And the contested possession, where what are we are, we're down by five. So I would like to see that number sort of swing a little bit in the second half, because especially with the rain now as well, we need to be cracking in hard every contest, don't we? We, we can't let them be first of the ball. Yeah, absolutely, and that can be where we're punished and I, they did get that goal to Cameron which was a quick, quick clearance out of the middle um, and then the seas just parted for him and then he got it on his chest so they're the clearances that we want to uh, eliminate so even if we happen to lose one we need to make sure that it's a pressured clearance and that it's a little rush kick off to the side not a 50 meter one perfectly right. placed onto the chest of their forwards. Exactly and that's why my argument all week was surrounding we can't drop troll because we can't afford to give teams like the Giants that easy clearance that you're talking about and giving their forwards who are pretty quality standard um, a free run and jump at it. So, yeah. And speaking of the ruck, what do you what do you think? I thought that Soldo and Chole have done um, a pretty good job today. I mean, they dropped the first quarter especially. They dropped off a little bit, but they've been um, they've been really good. Yeah, I think Soldo's been doing quite well. He's probably unlucky not to jag a goal or two in the in the first half as well, but. Um, just to be able to halve the contest at the very least is such an important thing to be able to do. But Soldo's had 17 hitouts, uh, and Simpson for the Giants has had 23. So fairly on par there. Trolls had six. Um, yeah, so that's, I mean, not a huge amount, but being the, the backup Ruckman, that's okay too. But yeah, mm. I really like what Soldo's offered. And the other stat for him that's really appealing is the five tackles. So I know it's obviously wet conditions, but to see the big man throwing his weight around, similar to what we're used to seeing with Nankervis, is a good thing to see as well. Yeah, well, and I can tell you from the ground that it is wet, but it's not heavy, if that makes sense. So the ball's actually, it is moving around, it's zipping around, and the ball's not stuck in, in these contests. So five tackles is, it's genuinely a good a good result. It's not like it's, you know, just been bogged down in a rugby scrum. The ball is moving side to side, so that's, that's a, um, a, a great stat for him. And looking at the other tackles for the Richmond players in particular, Koch has got five as well, Bolton's got five, Ellis three, Prestia two, Short two, Rioli two, Martin two, and then everyone else with ones. Um, yeah, good to see a few of the boys getting their hands dirty, which is nice to see. In terms of disposals, the other Giants player, which we haven't mentioned yet, is Tim Taranto. He's getting quite a lot of the ball, 22 touches, two marks. Um, he's a very good link-up play for them for the middle of the ground. And between him and Whitfield, uh, they've got, what, 43 disposals between them. It's something we have to keep in mind. We, I know you probably can't take both of them. If you had to pick one to shut down, who are you looking at? I still think Whitfield because he's got the lighter frame and I think that you can effectively uh, actually get him out of the game. I think Tirano is a bit bigger and he sort of he gets his own ball a bit more. So it's obviously a lot harder for someone to, um, to tag him. So if it was out of those two but yeah you'd love to just have them both uh, shut out of the game wouldn't you yeah it'd be nice uh, and what about Jack Rewalt's first game back after an extended stint on the sidelines how have you seen his game so far he's looked good uh, so he, especially the uh, the goal that he got he, he landed like a cat and, and took off and got the goal which is his normal um, his normal style before he was injured so let's hope that he's not hampered at all and that we just 
he plays on for the rest of the year and he doesn't have any more problems. It was interesting that he wasn't strapped up as well. I thought they might have gone with a bit of extra strapping around the knee, but he obviously feels strong enough and confident enough in his body to go out as is, which is good. Uh, and I was keeping a close eye on his chasing ability. I mean, it's obviously one thing to run hard when we've got the ball and he's trying to get a goal, but I thought, will he be pushing just as hard chasing? And to his credit, he is. He's busting his ass, really trying to apply that pressure when the ball um, goes past him or the Giants are running around with it in defence. So he is working hard both ways. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Castagna kicks uh, a nice goal. He's got one goal, one that misses the, the sitter. What, yeah. Why can't he just kick the simple goals? Great question. Great question. Yeah, it's, <laughs> he, he's, um, he's funny like that, and he's... For a guy who's got a good kick on him, like in, you know, sometimes from 50 or from the pocket, he's, he's snapping around the corner from simple angles and then the 30-meter shot, I don't, it's staggering, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's just a mental thing. When he's got time to think about it, he just tends to yeah, hit the panic station a little bit, which is interesting. Um, mm. The one stat that we're winning that's going to surprise a lot of Richmond people, so just hold on to your seats with this one. We're winning the free kick count by 6, 12 to 6. That's uncharted territory for us, and I can't imagine that lasting too much longer. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. If we, um, I'm not sure what would happen if we won a game and we also got the um, won the free kick count. That the, uh, Geelong might have to bring in some new rules and, and shut us down. They yeah. might be getting nervous now anyway. If we... We beat GWS. I tell you what, they they might start the old um, oh, cut in your park, no matter what. Oh, if, <laughs> if, it's, if it's first versus fourth, oh, we, we, you know we get to play at our stadium. So who knows? We might I, hear Jared starting starting that up this week. I did get a, a message off a Geelong supporting mate who, who said, "Oh, so is it just going to be going for the the fourth place home final again?" And I said, "Absolutely, we are. That is the aim of the game." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. And what about the second half? I mean, the Giants obviously showed a fair bit in that second quarter and brought the margin back to 14 points, which is a little bit disappointing given the lead we had. Um, what what do you think we have to do to try and maintain that lead? And will the weather become a factor? I I don't think the weather will become too much of a factor. I think that both teams seem to handle that quite well. Uh, one of the things that might be difficult is knowing when there's been a bit of a period without too much rain and where you can actually play a little bit more fancy, I suppose. And then when it does have a bit of downpour, making sure that those younger guys have the ability to go, all right, now we don't want to be doing the backwards handballs. Now we want to be getting the ball forward. Um, but I think we got to just keep doing what we're doing, be a little bit more wary of that corridor, make sure that we don't give them those 30-meter chips all the way down, sort of unmanned, and, uh, and then run out the game. And I think that, yeah, we should, we should, we should be winners, shouldn't we? We should be. We've got the quality there. Uh, the Giants got on top, but hopefully we've absorbed a lot of what they're going to throw at us and we can uh, break away. The one thing to keep a, an eye out for, for anyone there live, is when the ball is on one side, whatever side of the ground it's on, keep an eye on Camden McIntosh because he tends, tends to be the guy who will sit sort of at the edge of all the packs in the middle of the ground to guard that corridor. So keep an eye on him to help set up that kind of bit of play to make sure the Giants don't cut us up through the middle of the ground. But... Fingers crossed the boys come out with a, a really big second half. They've just got to apply that scoreboard pressure, got to kick the first couple of goals and just uh, make sure we kind of really just extend that lead a little bit more, get a bit more comfortable, and um, hopefully the Giants crumble after that. Absolutely. Just keep cracking in. Absolutely. All right, thanks for that, Cotro. I'll let you get back inside the ground. Thanks so much for your time, mate, and uh, hopefully the Tigers get up for a good win today and we can sit uh, fifth on the ladder.
You're welcome, Michael. Let's go, Tigers. See you, mate.